0: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor.
1: Well, thank you again, and what a blessing that was. You know, we've always had kind of a Negative view of Albania down through the years as the the atheist nation, and it's just such a blessing now just to to see this video and this testimony of Abriella to fix within our mind the real Albania, Albania that God sees, which is a, a a world of its own waiting to be transformed. Like the person who came to the Paul in the vision, uh, the Maced- in Macedonian call, where this person appeared and said, come over and help us. And that's what Gannon has done and, and others. And thank God that we can see the, the reason of love for why to go there to, of all places, Albania. It's to help them. Help them so that people like Gabriela can come to her Savior. Let's pray. Father... Thank you so much for the work that you uh, are doing, have done, and will continue to do in Albania. Thank you, Lord, that Albania, that you're going to build your church, your church of the Abrielas of Albania, and that the the gates of ISIS, the gates of Islam will not prevail against it. Thank you. And now, Lord, open our hearts and cause us to see uh, what Daniel saw in Jesus' name, amen. If you turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 7, I'm going to take a few moments now just to consider a remarkable dream that, uh, that Daniel had. Daniel chapter 7, verse 1, uh, gives us right away and give you uh, the, uh, the time. We start off in this first verse with the time of when this uh, dream happened, Daniel chapter 7, verse 1. The first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told us some of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision and by night, behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Behold another beast, a second like a bear. It raised up itself on one side, had three ribs in its mouth of it, between the teeth of it. They said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh." After this, beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast also had four heads. Dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful, terrible, strong, exceedingly. Great iron teeth, it devoured and break in pieces, stamped the residue at the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. It had ten horns, I consider the horns. Behold, there came up among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels burning fire. Fiery stream issued and came forth from him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. Ten thousands, time ten thousands stood before him. Judgment was set. The books were open. So this is a remarkable chapter. This, this chapter starts, as we saw in verse 1, with this statement, Daniel had a dream. And what a dream that was. And just so that we're not misled book of Daniel is not written in chronological order. We know when Belshazzar lived. So this dream that he had is right between chapters 4 and 6. It's toward the end of the Babylonian captivity. Belshazzar was the last king of Babylon. He was the king that fell along with Babylon. And so this dream, this dream that Daniel had, it was really a communication from God. It was a, it was a communication that God told to Daniel to answer a big question. God was always telling, God was in the habit, I should say, of giving communications through dreams. If you remember in chapter 2, there was a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, and Nebuchadnezzar had uh, in his life had suddenly been elevated to this position of what we can't imagine today, a ruler of the world, the first ruler of the world. The world that stretched from North Africa through Europe all the way to India. And Nebuchadnezzar, having been raised to this position, was really feeling his oats. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't have felt more powerful. He couldn't have felt more full of majesty. More he couldn't he, he was he, he was at the height of his pride. He was prestigious. He felt so important. And you get the sense of this in Daniel chapter 4, 29. Daniel 4.29, and Daniel wrote how Nebuchadnezzar was walking through his palace one day. And as he's walking through his palace, it says in Daniel 4.29, at the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of? Of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. And when we read those words and get the feeling of what he's saying there, we can just see this pride rising up in the life of Nebuchadnezzar. Because it's a point in his his, his career when he sort of stopped running on the treadmill of trying to conquer and trying to acquire and trying to, to lay up for the future. And now He's reached the top. There's nothing more to conquer. There's nothing more to gain. He's got it all. He had it all. And now he turns around and he looks back over his life and he says, is not this great Babylon that I have built? And it's the height of his pride. He's He's really sitting there saying, I did it. I did it all. My own head strategized it. My own hands did it. I did it all. And at that point, Nebuchadnezzar has what you might call a Nebuchadnezzar pride syndrome. And that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous when a person comes and says, I did it, I did it all in my great great self, my great strength. And it's a dangerous time for people, especially when a person feels so happy in life and he thinks, I couldn't be better. There's just one disturbing thought of Nebuchadnezzar just one and that was that one thought was what about the future what about what's coming he's looked back he's pleased he's proud he's looking forward he's worried and that worried was simply what's going to happen to me in the future what's going to happen with everything I've gained and the question really is what is there for me what is it you know it's a good thing when a person starts to ask that question of what next? The what next question? It's very, very good. And God yearned for Israel. He yearned for his people. He said, "Oh, I wish they had this heart in them. I wish they would stop living for the moment. I wish they would stop trying to to build a comfortable life without God." And you can feel this yearn inside of God when he let out sort of uh, the feelings of his heart in Deuteronomy thirty two twenty nine. Deuteronomy thirty two twenty nine, where God Yearns, and he says, oh, that they were wise. Oh, that they understood this. That they would consider their latter end. These are words from God that, where he's saying wisdom, understanding. What it is, is it's just to, to consider one simple truth that's given in the Bible. One truth of Hebrews 9.27. Hebrews 9.27, which says, "'It's appointed unto men once to die.'" After that, the judgment. It's just to consider the judgment that's coming and how each person's going to fare. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, 2 Corinthians 5.10, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every one of us may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. So this is Nebuchadnezzar He's wondering, what's going to happen? So God says, I'll respond. I'll give an answer. And the answer that God gave was a dream. It was a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. It was a dream. God loved and loved to portray things as as like unto. It's like unto. The future is like unto. And and Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dream the future of the world, his future in particular, was like unto four animals. Four animals. In his dream, he saw uh, not animals. Four, four. Some were animals. The first one's not an animal. The first was a statue. It was a statue of gold. And what happened was that uh, was that uh, the statue represented the kingdom of uh, of the world, the king, the world kingdoms. The first one was represented by the head. The head of the statue was gold. That was Babylon. And, 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 and then so forth and going down. Now, Daniel now has a dream. And in, these dream, in this dream, there are the four animals. That's what I wanted to say. There are four animals in this dream. And the first animal rises up out of the sea. It's a lion. It's a lion that has wings, but it also has the heart of a man. It has the feet of a man and his feet are used to to stand up, and he has feathers of his wings that are plucked off. First animals. Now, in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, that was the head of gold. That's representing the head of gold. That's what it correlates to, Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar's dream going down the statue had arms that were silver. Arms that were silver. That represented the next world kingdom in history which was the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians. The the Persian Medes Empire. Daniel's dream, Daniel's dream is right along parallel with it. His next animal that he sees is a bear, a bear with three ribs in his mouth between his teeth with a commandment to destroy. That's the Persian Medes arms of silver. And then Nebuchadnezzar's dream he saw sides of the statue which were brass, sides which were brass. That represents, represented the Greek empire, the empire of the Greeks made, made, brought together by one man, Alexander the Greek, Alexander the Great. And then, then that was the leopard, that corresponded to the leopard that had four wings on its back, four heads that Daniel saw in his dream. And last, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, there were legs. There were legs. There were feet. They were made out of iron, made out of clay. That represented the most cruel world empire that the world has ever seen, the Roman Empire. That was the last animal that Daniel saw in his dream, the so-called terrible animal that had ten horns, iron teeth, It broke in pieces, it ground to the ground. It had three horns that were broken off. There was a little horn that came out of it with eyes like a man and a mouth that spoke. That was the Roman Empire. Perfect description of the history of the world rulers, rulers that ruled the world. Now, we're told that as soon as Daniel got up from his dream, that it says in verse 1, he wrote the dreams And then he told the sum of the matters also. He wrote the dreams. He didn't want to rely on his memory to try to remember the dreams. So immediately, as he gets up, he writes it all down. And then he goes and tells others. Before he tells others, he writes it down. It shows how God, it shows how important it is to God that there are, that the truth is written down. That's why we have a Bible. Because God said, write down the truth this, was the, the, this shows how wrong, how very wrong it is to rely on what some people call the oral law. That is to say that, as they say, that Moses spoke to some elders, told a lot more than is written in the book. And, and, and then over the millennia, the elders uh, bring it out from their memory and write it down, write it down, write it down in what's called the Talmud. And 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 then they say it's just as important as the word of God. No, God says in Second Peter 1, 21, 2 Peter one twenty one. The prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God spoke, they wrote, and they told. That's how it all worked. Well, what we see in Daniel's dream here is there was a terrible storm on the sea. Terrible storm. Wind blowing from all directions in verse 2. This is what he says, I saw in my vision by night, behold, the four winds of the heavens strove upon the, upon the great sea. You know, and, you know, it reminds me of fishing. Uh, fishing, you know, when you, when you have a fish on the line and you're reeling and you're reeling and you're reeling and, you're reeling and you think, you know, that it, it, it's, not, it, it's never going to come up. And all of a sudden, someone yells, I see color! I see color, and then out of the water, this fish appears, and, 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 and you, you can tell what kind of fish you got. And this, this is this great storm, and Daniel sees on the surface of the water color. I see color from under the, the, under the sea. He sees color, and, and then out from the sea emerges this, this beast like, like, like no one has ever seen before. Daniel's never seen before. It's a, it, 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 and he looks at the sea there, with that, what is that stare? And he can't believe his eyes. It looks like a lion. It looks like a lion, but no, it's not a lion. The body looks like a lion, but it's got wings. It's got wings, great broad wings like an eagle. And then he sees the and he sees it come out of the, the sea. And then later he sees the the wings or the feathers of the wings are plucked off. And he, and he, and he sees this 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 beast lifted up. And set down and sets down over the earth and it stands. and he looks closer and he closer, and he looks at the feet, and he says, "Those are man's feet on that beast," as he's standing there. And, and, and he understands, as he's looking at that, he says, "Oh, he says, "those are the Chaldeans. Those are the cruel Chaldeans. I don't want you to be think the bad things about the people who live in alcohol. But those are the Chaldeans, those are the Babylonians." And, and 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 then there 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 emerges a, a, a like a lion that's what what Babylon was it was like a lion that 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 just came out of a, a world in chaos and it swooped down uh, on one country after another and and, and until like a lion it, it had conquered the world and 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 uh, that was the key of the Babylonian contest is that con- conquest is that that country was able to move very quickly. That was the secret of Nebuchadnezzar's ability to conquer so much territory, is that his armies were known for moving very fast, and they surprised their enemies, and they took their enemies by surprise. And that's why this lion is depicted, depicted there as having wings, wings, to represent how fast it moved. And it's interesting that, that, um, that uh that, that, that uh, when, the, when, uh, when there was an excavation in Iraq, which was part of Babylon, right? and when there was an excavation in Iraq between, uh, because they were going to build the road, this very important road, and there was two countries that were collaborating on building this road, the Germans and the British. And as they were de- moving the, the, the dirt away to make this, this road, they discovered something very important. It was the gate. Into the city of Babylon, called the Ishtar Gate, and so the Germans and the British were there, and and it was a great discovery. And so they said, "Well, you know, what are we going to do? Flip a coin to see who gets this gate?" And so they decided they would they would half of the gate would go to the British Museum. You can go there and see it, and the other half of the gate would go to the Pergamon Museum in Berlin. You can go there and see the other half. And then, if you want to not travel so far, but you want to see what a representative. Of the gate looks like you can go to the Museum of Creation and Earth History in Santee, and you can see a replica of it. Not that this is a commercial or anything. But uh, what, what, what's so interesting about the Ishtar Gate, and, and you, you, you see this museum, but, or if you go, anyway. What's so interesting is that what, what is so significant about it is that fire killed ceramics, which survived perfectly, Over the thousands of years till the British and Germans discovered it, fire kiln ceramics had one animal that they chose for all all over the whole gate, and that animal was the lion. It was the lion because this is who Babylon is represented by the lion, and this is what this is what Daniel saw in his dream. Now, uh, Daniel knows that this great nation is the one that conquered Israel, the one that imprisoned the Jewish people with their with their, their, their eagle wings as they swooped down over Israel, over Jerusalem. But he sees the end, because this hasn't happened yet, he sees the end of the Babylonian uh, Empire. because And he sees this, and God is communicating to this to him as he sees that the feathers are plucked off of the wings uh, that, 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 that are there. And that... The heart of this lion has been replaced, but with the heart of a man. Now the lion has a heart of a man, and the heart of man is is, as is described in Psalm 9:20. Psalm, uh, Psalm 9, verse 20. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. So this lion now has a heart of man. This lion knows itself as as a a man. It knows itself not as a lion anymore. And the heart of man in this lion is afraid. And the heart of man in this lion is weak. And the heart of man in this lion is trembling, and it's feeling so faint, and it's lost its will to fight and defend itself. And he knows his end has come. And Daniel sees this, and he knows that Babylon is going to soon come to an end. And then as he's thinking about that, considering that another happens in verse 5, it says, And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, raised up itself on one side, has three ribs in his mouth between the teeth of it, and he's got a command. Arise, devour much flesh. So now you can really see again, as, as Daniel is just trying to, to, to think about this, he doesn't know a second beast is going to come out of the water But again, the waters begin to stir, and he looks very violent, and he he looks, and again, I see color. And out comes this, emerges from the the water. There, There's bear, and, and he sees the eyes of the bear coming out first out of the water, and then comes the nose. He sees the nose, and then comes out the mouth, and there's something very strange about the mouth of this bear. What is it? Ribs, bloody ribs in his mouth, in his teeth. And he can see that and then a voice, a clear voice is heard and the voice comes and it says to the bear, devour much flesh, go over the earth, kill, destroy.
0: Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org.